You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everybody. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm really, really, really excited to have um, on the show today, Jeff Nemeth. I'm not even going to let him talk for a second because I really want to brag about this guy. So you know how, um, you know, as you go along this evolutionary journey and you, you accomplish some things in your life and you get to know yourself better and whatnot, and, and you just really want to find those people who are willing to play and they're willing to be courageous and kind of jump in and be like, yeah, I don't know what it's going to look like, but let's just try it. And so to me, Jeff is the absolute embodiment of that. And he's on the show today to help us talk about how to build confidence, because I think that's such a crucial topic. Um, I just got done responding to somebody in a Facebook group about this, wanting to know, you know, if you have clarity and you're moving forward, but then you have this resistance and, and how do you get past that resistance? And it, what she was really talking about was the idea that, that it's one thing to know what, what you're going to do next. And it's quite another to actually take the steps to embody it. And, and the response that came through for her was around discipline and, and really having the discipline to make those things happen. Well, in order to invoke that in your existence, you have to be able to, to build that confidence. And so, so I'm really excited to have Jeff on the show today to talk about that in the areas of health and fitness and performance and human software updates and all this fun, you know, he's absolutely our, our peeps here. Um, so without further ado, Please join me in welcoming to the show, Jeff Nemeth. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. That was quite an intro. I'm beaming. <laughs> Yay. I, I think we should all, like, when we wake up in the morning, have somebody, like, introduce us to the day that's not us, and then it's like, wow, there we are. We're great. Wouldn't that be great? Like, how great would your day be if, if it was, like, a basketball game and there was someone that, like, called your name and there were, like, lights oh, and yes. fireworks when you're, like, you know, you walk out to get your coffee like how great would you feel? I think it'd be or pro wrestling, you know, we all have like our theme music or something that we wake up to. (laughs) There you go. Entrance music. That's a fan right there. (laughs) I've been to a few wrestling shows. I've been to a few big time wrestling shows in my day. There's no (sighs) doubt about it. Well, you're you're talking to uh, someone who was a, a, a fan back when Dwayne Johnson was Rocky Navia. So I'm, I know a thing or two about wrestling. I might even have a t-shirt of those. I might even have a t-shirt from that era stashed away. Yeah, don't tell anyone. I actually have figures, like figurines that my daughter plays with. So yeah, we don't. But if But if The Rock happens to want to be listening, he's more than welcome to come on the show. Um, That would be awesome. I'm just saying. (laughs) Well, very cool. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining. Big shout out to Brian Keith Noonan for making this connection. Um, Brian's got some pretty cool friends, so I'm excited to... To, to meet another one. Thank you. Yeah, Brian's a great guy. We've known each other for a while now, and uh, he's been helpful with uh, a lot of things I've done in my business, and uh, he's a great dude. Yeah, I really am. I'm, I'm becoming very fond of the whole family. In fact, I interviewed Tiffany first, um, his wife, and then Neva, our daughter, is um, interviewing his sons on the Superpower Kids show. So I, we're just going to you know, have the whole family around us. I think that sounds like a good plan. Keep on rolling, yeah. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, Jeff, let's talk about you, though, and um, throw out our first question of what are your superpowers? So that's, that's there's the question of the hour, right? Um, my superpowers are helping people get really clear on what they want, what they desire, and specifically in the areas of their body, their mind, 
and how that relates to what they want to and what they get to be in the future. Um, mm. I'm also really good at, I'm also really good at developing and, and delivering a message, um, my own, and then I help others with that also. That's awesome. And we were talking a little bit, uh, before the show about, you know, kind of our similarities when it came to looking at certain industries or certain practices or what we were doing and, and really being able to revamp those. And, and what I want the show to focus on today is, is how to build confidence when you're disrupting things. You know, ultimately that's what we're doing with the, the mutation, adaptation, evolution conversation is all around um, disrupting what once was in order to create space for, for what will be. Um, when you're working with your clients and stuff, what advice do you offer them on how to build confidence as they move forward? It depends on where they're struggling. You know, we have, there are people that, that come in with, that I've seen that are, are in physical condition that other people look at and go, man, if my body just looked like that, I would feel X, Y, Z, you know, and then there are other people that come in and are really strong in other areas of their life. They may have uh, their career and their family relationships are in really good shape, but they're really struggling with their body. So it depends on a lot of people. What, what I tend to see the similarities are with, with most folks is that when they're struggling in a certain area, they're sort of like compartmentalizing everything off and not realizing how intertwined everything is, especially in today's world that your relationship ties into your work performance, ties into your body, ties into your sleep, ties into your finances, ties into your happiness. And, you know, you, you like, I, you know, I need to fix this area first. And then once I fix this area, then I'm going to go to number two and then number three, it just doesn't really work that way. Not anymore. It might've at some point that I'm not aware of, but, um, it's like if you're going to choose an upgrade, you just choose the upgrade and it just goes. And that means that you work with, you know, people, we work with everything that we can um, to help fix that upgrade. And, you know, wherever it starts and wherever we're going to go with it, let's just intuitively follow it and, and find out what tools that we need to use to get there. Well, and I love that you're saying all this. I call it whack-a-mole. So it's like, you know, it, it doesn't really matter what a client's dealing with, whether it's relationship, money, body image, business, what, whatever the case may be, you know, at the heart of it is the core fear and, and the fear of limitation, lack, disconnection. You know, we, we could talk for hours and days and years probably about what is at the heart of that fear. But ultimately, um, what you're talking about is so true in the sense that so let's say you want to address one aspect of your life and then, and then, so you kind of get that under control. It is, it's like that game whack-a-mole. So you whack that one down and then it pops up in other areas and other areas. And so if you're not looking at what is the um, driving force and, and managing all those pieces simultaneously, um, I think you do find that, that it's, it's frustrating and people don't see the gains that they're looking for. Yeah. And, and you can, the whack-a-mole analogy is great because you can see gains in, in every area of your life, but only for short term, if you're not addressing that underlying root cause. And, you know, I've, I've spoken on the at length on this before, but I can give somebody a 30 day program or a 60 day program that will knock out of the park, their body issues, whatever you want to call it, you know, they want to lose weight, they want to add muscle, whatever it is. If it's a program that doesn't work because of their lifestyle, that doesn't fit in because of where they are mentally or in terms of their schedule, you know, like I don't write programs. We don't give people things to do that require four hours of food prep when they have kids at three kids at home, you know, that because mm -hmm. that's not, it's not realistic. Um, and that's something that people 
struggle with looking at. And if they get that, that whack-a-mole scenario where everything is down just for a little while, then it's like, this is it. This is perfection. This is where it's going to be. Then something pops up and they're like, oh no, what happened? It was all right. I had everything perfect for a second. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a matter of looking across the board and there are, there are things that you can do to improve. There are areas where, um, you know, I don't like to talk about, you know, being behind or fixing things because no one's really broken. It's just a matter of improving the processes and, and using different tools. But, um, you know, there are things that people kind of have to work on in, in certain areas and some more, some other areas more than others. Well, and, and I also find too, in my own experiences, as well as um, the experiences my clients have is that if there's anywhere where people are, um, you know, kind of thinking that if I do this, then I will be happy. Or if I do this, then I will be valuable. And, and so I, I always caution people, especially around money, body image, um, relationships to, to look at where they are abdicating some aspect of their own self-esteem or self-confidence because it will never work. Um, if you think that as long as you have the perfect body, then you will then be happy. What you're quickly going to find out is that that's not necessarily the case. Now, some people I have noticed have to go through the process of checking that box anyway to figure that out. Um, you know, you know, I, I have had success with certain clients who are able to kind of see prior to checking that box that, okay, if they get that internal kind of dialogue under control, then they can implement programs that will invoke changes and they're ready to step into those spaces confidently. But, um, and so, so I do think that there are different ways that people go about it, but what, have you seen any of that in your own practice? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And, and, yeah, people come in and, and a lot of times when their first, their first contact with me is I want to lose weight. I want to get in shape. Um, and so that's great. That's kind of, for me, that's sort of the, the entryway into helping them achieve what they need to. And that may be what they want, but not exactly what they need. So I'm happy to, to start that conversation. Now, other people in the process of, of working with them very quickly, they open up and we see that there's other things that, that, that they want to deal with. And it becomes across as I start asking some questions and finding out more in relation to that goal. Um, I try to dig as deep as possible and find out, you know, what really is it? And generally it's not necessarily the 10 pounds. It's that feeling that they're going to have when they lose 10 pounds. And then we start to analyze, okay, there is what we're looking for. So what are those feelings? Let's, let's dig down a little deeper and find out about those. And, and what are you missing and what are those feelings going to replace for you? And then we can start getting places um, with them. Some people, some other people are very hesitant that they have got a lot of walls built up, especially regarding their physical body. And so I, you know, sense that with them and it's kind of a soft ground. It's thin ice to, to speak with for, with some people on how to approach that. You have to sort of build a trust and, and, and establish a grounding sort of, sort of common ground with them before they're going to let you in. So you kind of have to step sort of lightly on that area. And that's one of the reasons why I was so excited to talk with you and, and where the comp, the conversation around how to build confidence came up because for you to say that, right. So, so for you to kind of come on the show and be like, Oh yeah, I do fitness and health and I help people get these bodies and da, 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 da. And to say, well, and there's 
these underlying elements like emotions and like self-esteem and like, you know, where are you hiding from whatever traumas or whatever you've perceived in your existence? That's different. So how was it that you were willing to kind of look at your own business and what you do in the world and say, you know, I, I'm seeing that my success rate isn't quite what I want it to be with clients because I'm using a model that maybe isn't the most efficient or effective anymore. What was it that led you to have the courage to do things differently? I was at a point in my business where I was just sort of very dissatisfied and sort of frustrated. And I thought it was just sort of career burnout that I'd been doing this for pushing 15 years now. And I just thought I was burned out and long hours and I was just kind of over it. I was looking to make a change. And then as I really started to get into it, you know, what, what is it do I still like about the business? And in every job I've ever had, I've always worked with people in one form or another, whether it was in the hotel business, the restaurant business and marketing, wherever I was always working with people. And that was, so I kind of started to think, well, maybe it's more than that. And then I realized that I kind of wasn't serving these clients to the best of my ability. And intuitively I felt like I had more to offer. And so I sort of was subconsciously angry with myself for shortchanging people that came in. And then I thought, okay, well, I'm going to have to step up a little more and figure this out. And then I had a couple of clients that gave me testimonials and they talked about how I helped them rebuild themselves and I helped them learn to appreciate themselves and love themselves. This was something that I was doing subconsciously. It wasn't something that consciously I had done. That I sat there and thought, I'm going to create this program for this guy's self-esteem. It was just something that we had done in conversations and I didn't even really know what was happening. So then when I got these testimonials, I thought that, okay, well, I need to this is all happening at once. There's a reason this is happening at once. I need to look more at this and kind of embrace this. And at the same time, I was looking at the people that I had success with that lasted long-term and those that didn't. And the ones that didn't either didn't have a support structure in place. So the, the, the main, you know, the four or five main elements of, of life around them that were supporting them or the, 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 we didn't build that form or we didn't help them build that. And then the people that did, we help build that or they already had that in place. You know, someone came in and they had a great home life. They had a great job. They were very fulfilled in all these areas. Um, they were in tune with who they were as an individual. They were just, they just needed some help and accountability. We got them, they got them on their way. You know, that was simple. We had, we, we were there to fix one piece. Other people, we really helped them fix the other ones kind of by accident. But once we got there, then they were on their way and there was a lasting change. So then it just became like, okay, there's something more here that I'm missing. That's what I need to do. Let's, let's talk about these things that we know are happening and let's just own up to the fact that sometimes people are overweight and out of shape because they're struggling emotionally. They're not feeling well, they're using food or alcohol or whatever as a coping mechanism. We all know this, but people in my position in the fitness business really don't talk about it because we feel like we're not qualified or we're afraid to, or that's a job of a doctor or a psychiatrist or whatever. And I think that that's a cop out on many levels because there are some of us that may not have a degree or the proper certification to sit in a clinical setting, but we can certainly tell people talk through their issues. And because of the nature of the business that someone is sweating on a floor at 6 a.m. in front of you, they're going to be pretty open personally at that point. Um, and maybe that we are there for a reason and we're there not to be a clinical psychologist, but we're there to 
be a coach and a motivator and a friend in a way that, that maybe we're shying away from and we shouldn't. Oh, awesome. I love everything that you're saying there. We're going to take a short break here for a second from a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be right back with you. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. All right. Thank you all. Well, we're back and I'm so excited about what Jeff Nemeth has been talking about here because one of the areas we track so many people who know they're here to have an impact on the world and are here to do things differently. And one of the things that you're talking about, which is so crucial is, is, you know, you skate that line of, of knowing that you've got to do things differently, taking a much more holistic approach. But historically, we've had very clear boxes about who does what in the world. And so what I'm hearing from you is that you're, you, you were this health and fitness individual working on performance. And all of a sudden, you started knowing and seeing this connection through client testimonials and other things that there's something more going on here. And ultimately for people to really transform and really move into these new spaces, they have to connect with themselves in deeper and deeper ways and be able to, um, I mean, really, if I dare say in a fitness and conversation or fitness and health conversation that, that they need to learn to love themselves more. And, and one of the aspects that you served in that capacity was, um, you know, showing them a different side and, and helping them appreciate that. How, how did that sit with you? Like, how did you deal with the, the, the kind of ongoing dialogues? I, I mean, I'm only assuming that you had about, you know, what is it that you do? And can you really say that you're helping in this way? And, and is this skating the lines of, um, you know, like, should you have to go get a doctorate in psychology to be able to talk about these things? How, how did you work through that? I'm still working through it, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, and I don't think I ever will be. And I, I the lines of everything in the world are blurring and they're blurring at a rate that I don't think even while we're having this conversation about it, that we can appreciate. Um, you know, I was, I was joking. My daughter just turned 11. My oldest daughter just turned 11 last week. And I was telling her we're in the car and we're driving and we're, I was just talking about driving and the mechanics of doing it. And it occurred to me, you probably will never have to drive a car if you don't want to. I mean, it's realistic to think in five years when she's ready to turn 16 and get her driver's, li- her driver's license that the, the, all cars or the majority of them or something will have an automated driving feature. Now, my eight-year-old and my five-year-old have no doubt about that. So the lines of everything are blurring so fast. I think that we can either accept and embrace that as professionals in what we do and say, this is not clearly in the traditional scope of everything that's happening, but I'm here to serve people and I'm here to do a job and I'll do that the best of I can within some specific boundaries and also knowing when I need to be, when I'm in over my head and there's someone that needs help that I can't provide. So mm-hmm. there, there are times where, there, where things are going to come up for people that I can give advice to, but for the most part, I'm going to say, and I've always said this, that there are times when I will, someone will have a pain in their shoulder and we'll 
assess a few different things and I'll see a few things. And then I'm going to say to them, you really need to see a doctor about that. This is, this is now beyond the scope of what, what I can do. And I really can't help you any further and you need to see a physician about this. And the same way with all these other things, there's a limit to what I can provide to someone. I'm not a clinical psychologist. I'll never be. Um, but to say that and then to shy away from the talk about helping build someone's self-esteem or helping them understand that they are good enough and they are enough as a human being, because despite what they've been told or heard or believed in the past or told themselves in the past, that's, that's a cop-out not to share that with someone, in my case at least. And I can't speak for everyone else. Everyone has their own, is allowed to have their own experience through life. But um, for my case, it was like I can't shy away from this anymore. And intuitively, I think there's a lot of us that shouldn't be shying away from it because we're not serving at the highest level that we can. Mm, I, I like that. And in, in our work, we, you know, we talk about you know, doing your own work. That's a big part of the reason why we created Superpower Net is to support those people who are really challenging the bounds of what comes next for them and their industries and for their clients and giving them the support and accountability, um, not, not in an oversight type of way, but, but accountability in the sense that, you know, it's hard for an individual. And I, I would even contend it's impossible for an individual to stay out of fear and ego and, and everything else. But, but as groups and support mechanisms and everything else, we're, we're able to assist in that. And so, so we can say, Hey, let me bounce this off of you. Am I pushing the bounds here? Am I really overstepping? Is this a clear hit that I got on this person or, or whatever, wherever your work lies, making sure that you're surrounding yourself with those people um, to support you. And not only that, but as you move into these higher echelons and, you know, in our world, the higher frequencies and vibrations that we talk about, then you, you need that support. It's, it's impossible to do this stuff on your own. Like, where are you getting fed? Where are you being supported. And I think that, um, you know, you know, a lot of what you're talking about is, is pushing the bounds of at least what I'm seeing across the, the board in terms of all the different genres that I see evolving. Um, a lot of folks are pushing that envelope a little bit and saying, you know, I think there's a better way. I think there's a different way. And, um, and, and it is mine to do. Um, and, and so I, I commend you for that. I've always, you know, since I started in this business in 2002 in the health and fitness business, I've referred people out to chiropractors, to doctors, to massage therapists. So referring someone out to a therapist for someone that has deeper work they need to do that I don't feel capable of doing is completely reasonable. On the same token, as I've grown and have served, I don't know, over a thousand people, however many I've worked with now in the time I've been doing this, it's also not realistic and not to sound like I'm bragging or too arrogant or anything, but it's to, to also consider that my capabilities and coaching skills haven't grown in that same time is, is not true. And I wouldn't be doing a disservice. I'd be selling myself short and it'd be some sort of false modesty there. And I think that everyone, as your business has grown over 18 months, you probably look back at what you did 18 months ago and go, wow, like that's so different than what I'm doing now because I've learned so much. And so now I can serve differently at a higher level when people come in. We have more to offer. We have more tools now. And that's kind of the same with everybody in every industry is doing this also. I mean, it was unheard of. It would have been unheard of to think of modern medicine and Western medicine talking about the things that they talk about now about you hear you know, doctors talking about meditation as something that's important for people to do. That was, that didn't exist 10 or 15 years ago, and it wouldn't even have been thought of, but 
everything is evolving and not so many lines are blurring. I think that's important for everybody to keep that in mind as they go about their work, that roles are, are really, really changing at a very fast pace. And, and, and I can't agree with you more on that. And, and, it, and it does really take courage, you know, it takes some people being willing to step up and say that. And so um, you're absolutely right with the lessons learned and the, and the growth and the reflection. And it always makes sense in retrospect right like it, it, it's the it's the in the moment where you're like what am I doing <laughs> <laughs> yep absolutely <laughs> so I have a really really serious um, serious question for you now um, about um, my understanding is that you do a mean Donald Duck impression I've been doing a mean Donald Duck impression probably <laughs> for 30 years now and I don't know exactly when I picked it up and people ask me how uh, how I learn to do it and how I do it. And I really don't have much of an answer other than I do do a fairly mean Donald Duck. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, everybody brace yourselves. I don't know if we're ready for that level of, you know, d demonstration, but, but, uh, but we're going to do it. We're going to, we, we, we've learned how to build confidence. We're going to jump right in <laughs> and ask you to do your very mean Donald Duck impression. Okay, so I'm going to do it, and then I'll translate what I said in case it's not as mean or as good as I thought. Donald Duck Right. Go for it. All right, here we go. This is Chuck Bemis, and I'm very happy to be on the spot in your house. So I, what I just said is... <laughs> This is Jeff Nemeth, and I'm very happy to be on this podcast. And those, those, I got it. those hard D and C and uh, T sounds are always the hardest to make, so I wanted to throw that in. So show you also the limits in over 30 years. I haven't quite figured that part out. <laughs> All right, well, then I'm going to challenge you. So this is, this is your coaching session for the day. So now I want you to say, this is Jeff Nemeth, and I'm excited to talk to Tonya Don Reckla about superpowers. To say Jeff Nemeth, and I'm happy to talk about with Tonya Dawn right here about superpowers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that, this has been a successful day in my book. <laughs> what, what did I not think I was going to be doing today? That is it right there. <laughs> I love I'm seeing voiceover opportunity. I've seen all kinds of cool stuff in your future. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jeff. Well, thank you so much on so many levels. Like I said before, I appreciate you just being willing to play and, and um, having done the work on yourself to get to where you can just join me in this space and, and share openly and honestly about your experiences, about, um, you know, how you've traversed some areas that I know so many people are sitting in. Um, that's priceless information. So I really do appreciate that. Where can people uh, go to find out more about you? Probably Facebook is the best way to reach me. I'm having a website that's being put together right now um, that won't be done for another month or so. So uh, facebook.com slash Jeff Nemeth um, is the easiest place to find me. That's my personal profile. and You can follow me there. And most of what I'm doing in, in, um, is, is available there. And, um, you know, we, uh, so yeah, feel free to send out a, a friend request or anything there. I'm on Instagram, same name, and I'm on Twitter also, Jeff Nemeth, both places, if you like me, if you like to go there also. Awesome. Very cool. And thank you so much. And for those of you who've joined us, we were talking with Jeff Nemeth today on how to build confidence. Uh, I think it's really safe to say that he is the embodiment of that and, and not in the way that I think traditionally people would think about it, but really in embodying the, um, the essence and that personal power aspect that we talk about so much here as superpower experts. So, so Jeff, thank you for um, emulating that.
Well, thanks for having me on. It was a fun. That was fun. Absolutely. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.